I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan, and this is The Butte in Ages, a show where we talk about who's going to fuck which X-Men today. Uh-huh. Today, we're going to talk about Archangel and Wolverine. What? Archangel and Wolverine? That's not even in this episode. Oh, no, I'm just saying that I'm going to fuck those two. I don't really care what the episode's oh, about. Oh, well, then that's what this show is about. It's about which X-Men we're going to fuck. I mean, that is pretty much what this show is. Everyone knows this. We, we're not going to pretend that that's not what we talk about on this show. Back when we Also, Maddie and I are recording on the first day of our little mini vacation we're taking. This is how yeah, we start we're vacation. A staycation to catch up on Atomic Blue, but also to catch up on lying around, a thing we never get to do. Anyway, what we should probably say this is a show where we rewatch every adaptation of the X-Men. And then we still fuck that's the what X-Men. We're actually doing. And then we talk about which X-Men are gay and who we're gonna fuck. But that's <laughs> Just tangential to the fact that we've been rewatching X Men the Animated Series lately, and what? we are up to an episode called Obsession, which was apparently Ryan's favorite episode. Well, at it one wasn't point. like it wasn't like well, my not your favorite, but it was like one of the favorite. many. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the many episodes I enjoyed when he's younger because it had Archangel in it. And I uh-huh. remembered it being bonkers. And that was enough for you. No, You're I know. Like, and well, I, it's got Archangel <laughs> in it. Done. Well, I remember it being kind of like weird as fuck when I saw well, it the first you're time. Right. So even um, back then, you were like, there's something a little odd about this episode. I don't know what, but it's a little weird. I mean, but I it's funny because why. like I forgot about all the weird shit because all I remembered was all of Warren's monologues and him flying well, around that's screaming. All it is. No, it's not. The episode is like 90% Warren just screaming. The, so well, okay, the other 10% is Beast making Beast out with a computer. about a computer. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Okay, so we're taking, we have been doing the Phoenix saga also these episodes were aired out of order which we talked about on the previous episode so i think this is around when those other episodes were supposed to be slotted in that we're gonna conclude the phoenix saga or explain some stuff um maybe but they didn't but finish I don't animating so. them in time because this is kind of like a weird detour R- randomly we're suddenly with archangel and apocalypse like all of a sudden and and this is not gonna come back i don't think but i mean it's not like we, well, it's not like it's a bad thing that's No, here, I was right? going to say, I remember somebody saying that 
these episodes being out of order resulted in Jean Grey being around when she wasn't supposed to, but they did a good job of editing that out. At least the only no, bizarre no, no. I part... I don't think that's where we're at yet. I think oh. this episode is still in the right time period. I think what's going to happen is that Scott is going to quit the X-Men because of Jean dying or something, and it, that's the part that's not going to be explained. So we haven't gotten to that episode yet. For the oh, okay. moment, this episode is Scott is still... On the X-Men, Jean is still gone. This is one of the few episodes, by the way, that I actually enjoyed Cyclops in because, you know... Yeah. What was the well, other he's one? not in it much, but he's doing a pretty good job being a leader. Storm isn't in the episode at all for reasons that are not explained, but it's fine. It um, is fine. But also, I, I think this... It's like the other time I really enjoyed Scott was in Mojo Vision, which was also mm-hmm. a totally bizarre situation. I think the part that I liked <laughs> about both of those things... in a, is, in yeah, a bizarre like, situation. Whenever yeah. he gets put into a totally fucking bonkers situation and everyone starts acting like idiots yeah i mean you kind of have to agree with cyclops a little bit because he's just like everybody get the fuck out just yeah get and the he's fuck also out. just like can everyone fucking get over whatever bullshit is yeah. happening right now like he he's good at like playing the straight man as it were where he's just like guys we need to keep it professional and like sometimes that's annoying but in situations like, like this, this one? one he's completely correct and so that's funny but so anyway you can say previously on the x-men yeah, a bunch of unrelated shit to like season well, actually, two no. for this one because we're gonna have to explain who archangel is potentially well Maybe? i mean you would have to go back to season one where oh is that he where got, it is it Look, was it was when he got converted into <laughs> right. archangel thing because he wanted to get You're cured right, that is, that's ages ago who has who knows Okay, here. Okay, I'll do a quick recap. So basically, Warren wanted to be cured of his wings because Warren it made Worthington. him. Yes, he's a little rich boy, a beautiful blonde rich boy. They want to fuck, but also he he just. <laughs> but an apocalypse he, wants to fuck him too. Well, Who okay, but before that, he was all like, "I'm an abomination," even though he has. Like beautiful honest, wings, yeah, he's and beautiful in every way. And <laughs> yeah, he's I like, know. I'm so ugly, and I just no one will understand. I didn't me. even put on my makeup today. <laughs> and like, there's all these hotties that he's bringing to his Swiss chalet just to be like, I'm a mutant, and I'm really ugly. And they're like, Are you? Though? I know, I know. And then he like leaps out onto his balcony, flying away into the snow, being like, I'm ugly. And yeah, anyway, that's much. Warren's fucking deal. Okay, so basically, he went over to this place where he thought he was gonna get cured but it was actually mystique working for apocalypse and they turned mm-hmm. him into archangel and then for a few episodes he flew around as archangel fighting by apocalypse's side but then when he realized yeah, what being he was one of the doing four horsemen. he was kind of brainwashed but not really and then towards the end he was just like the chaos inside is too much and rogue touched him and absorbed his memories and Kind of well, felt... he was trying to kill the X-Men. We get a little flashback to that moment here, which we don't really need, but they no. give it to us anyway. Well, because there's no other content us. to put here. And so that's, <laughs> yeah. that is the story of Archangel. That's all I need to know. And Apocalypse only came back a couple other times, such as when Bishop was bouncing back and yes. forth for the future and trying to and stop the like mutant plague. And there were like test tubes that people were exploding yeah. out and of. It, and nobody gives points. a shit about Apocalypse because he's honestly the most boring villain. I know some people really like Apocalypse. People I just do. don't know why. So this is what's crazy. So I have been continuing to read that book, the X-Men, the animated series book by Eric Lewald. And it's... I'm like halfway through it at this point, possibly over halfway through. And he was talking about all the villains that they picked. And he was like, we picked all the most interesting villains. And he kept like listing Apocalypse. And I was like, okay, so I'm with you on Magneto. I'm with you on Mr. Sinister. 
why apocalypse and it's just like it's not explained he's just like these are the most interesting villains and i'm like dude we just gotta i agree don't know apocalypse is so fucking ridiculous fucking too. he's so ridiculous and his powers are just ongoing and it's it doesn't make sense he's, for, well because okay. even in this episode it's addressed the whole episode is about the fact that Apocalypse is fucking immortal and unbeatable. Okay, but and see, that's okay. That's my problem with Apocalypse is that he has a million powers and he's unbeatable. Annoying. And it's like, but where does he fucking go? Well, if he had the you powers, can't, you can't fucking go anywhere. Which is, I would say, the problem with this episode is that there's nothing. There's nowhere to. But go. there's also you nothing can't... to do with Apocalypse because he's all like, I am immortal, and his whole thing is that he wants to kill everyone. But he like instead why, spends though? all this. It doesn't matter. I don't even care about the why so much as that he can kill everyone and he has every power possible to do it. But then instead he comes up with this, some elaborate plan to kill everyone when he could just literally get big and squash the city. And it's yeah, like, he could just and, and it's like where people. the fuck is he in between? And then they have to resolve things by getting okay, him off the so planet, I feel basically. Like, I don't know. I just I, don't I know understand. this is way too much of a diversion, but I feel like the criticism one could level at us would be, why do you like Mr. Sinister, who's basically the same deal? He has every power and he just wants to kill no, because, everyone. Because here's but the thing, though. Mr. Sinister I feel has like Mr. weaknesses. Sinister, well, he has weaknesses, but also Mr. Sinister whole deal is like being an actual character who's like funny and enjoys fucking with people and is like that's his character those are his motivations he just enjoys like fucking with genetics and like experimenting on things apocalypse doesn't really have any coherent kind of motive. I know. motive for anything he does if he did i would like him yeah no, he's but just he like doesn't. hey I'm i apocalypse. what it is I don't care what the motivation is. It could be he he likes to toy with humanity because he's immortal and he thinks it's funny that people can die. I no, don't know. he just I wants to kill everyone and then he doesn't, he doesn't do it. He doesn't have a motivation. He does not have one. I don't and know. And in this episode, he doesn't have a motivation. He literally just shows up uh, I don't for even know no what he's reason. doing. Okay, we need to start talking about the okay, episode. I know. Because, I know. all right. Okay. I just, so it I just starts want, with Archangel. It yeah, starts. I, I was just going to go on record first and say this isn't a problem with X Men the animated series so much as this character. So yeah, well, I mean, we talked about it in Come the Apocalypse many, many episodes ago, where we talked about Apocalypse's character, like, and how little there is to it. And I'm going to talk about that again oh, today later. Okay. Good. Get excited for that. Anyway, whatever. All right, so let's go to Warren at his. I guess we're at his castle because he he owns. A lot of mansions. Mansion. But yeah, he's... I don't fucking know where we are, but we're we're in his like apocalypse obsession cave <laughs> now. So which Worthing, is... Worthing, the Worthington Estate is mm-hmm. a castle. So yes, but this the... one I don't think is a castle. He's just like I in don't a weird. Fucking know. I mean, we it... never see it from the outside. I, I like so the I don't idea know. that Ward's just going around buying old castles <laughs> and just going in there <laughs> as like them with artifacts and then being just super goth them. about it and screaming you know okay i didn't write down every single monologue he has because they're too not. long and i and don't nobody care. cares but he starts off he's standing on like a indoor balcony like looking down at this cavernous living room library area just sure. screaming at people that we don't see yet about apocalypse and i thought he was just talking to himself at first so i was kind of relieved when it was revealed that he was talking to anyone <laughs> because he's just screaming and he's like apocalypse is been in every time period he's the most important person in the universe and then eventually it's revealed that it's there's these two archaeologists that he's hired just a man and a woman who are looking through all of these artifacts and they're annoyed and so they're unboxing <laughs> this, this huge just screaming one. at them they're just he's they're just being screamed at by this rich guy who by the way is wearing his full archangel outfit <laughs> they are referring to him as mr worthington but like he's why wearing... is he wearing that like 
why is he doing that? It's pretty funny because he could just be wearing normal clothes, but he's just not for some reason. And so they're just like, oh, rich people. But they could. He's not making them call him Archangel. They're just calling him Mr. Worthy, which is kind of funny to me. Anyway, I know um, you're right. It is pretty amusing. They're unboxing this huge stone thing like obelisk i don't know it's like a big piece of rock and they're sort of being messy with it and warren screams careful this one could be the key and one of the archaeologists just sarcastically goes right just like all the others and warren goes i don't pay you to jabber which is really funny i thought that was funny then they take like two seconds to instantly clean off the entire tablet which i also thought was funny because there's no way that would work i mean you have to remember by the way this is the 90s so the only real way to get this information was by literally apparently getting the slide lab of rock sent to you and then dusting it off like there's nothing else so they're just literally importing which i thought was fine like that makes sense he's trying to find apocalypse's weakness basically um so they dust it off they find all these hieroglyphics so this is apparently some ancient egyptian piece of rock and there's a big picture of a guy carved into where did it come from all right, I whatever. don't know. I don't a- care. Ancient Egypt digs, I guess, the, and the archaeologist just brought it in because Warren has infinite money and he's just spending money on these fucking artifacts, which whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so Warren screams, it's him, even though there's nothing to indicate this picture would be <laughs> okay. apocalypse. No, it's just okay. a guy. I think like, it's, it's, nothing- it's one of those classic <laughs> pyramid paintings of an Egyptian, except yeah, the Egyptian's look blue. like apocalypse. It just looks like a guy. Like, no, it's it like a blue Egyptian, and that's it. All right, it's blue-ish. Fine. <laughs> so the archaeologist reads off the hieroglyphics, and sure enough, they're sort of describing this immortal being who destroyed cities and it ends with the invincible one and warren interrupts and is like he's not invincible and the archaeologist is like i'm sorry mr worthington but we've looked through all the evidence people may have drawn him differently but they all agree on one thing apocalypse can't be destroyed okay and so they, just they under, I, screaming i won't accept it and it's like losing his shit but i also like all everybody apparently knows who apocalypse is now so well, by just... now they do because warren has commissioned them to look at every possible but yeah yeah, I think they know who he is anyway, because isn't he on the news and shit? Like, I mean, that's I don't true. Know. I, anyway. I got it. I was fine with it. And so the two archaeologists try to leave while Warren is having a tantrum, and he just, like, shoots a bunch of metal feathers at I was them, like, is he just going like, to kill this dude? <laughs> and they're like, um, okay. But then meanwhile... He answers the door for a third mysterious archaeologist, which, like, why did he know that guy was at the door? Like, I didn't understand that part. Like, just randomly Warren was like, hold on, I have to answer the door for somebody else, and, like, runs over to a different separate door and he answers it. He has, like, 15 it. doors to this I know. castle. And so, like... As he answers the door, there's like a lightning strike that's like really fucking dramatic. And then this guy walks in. There's also no storm, by the way. It's like blue skies. I I don't. I wondered later in the episode if that was supposed to be foreshadowing of some kind. Who cares? Keep moving. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so the guy walks in and it's just like this random third guy. And he's apologizing for being late. And then he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Worthington, but I found the scroll you read about. And he unfurls this scroll. And it was unearthed during the Ming Dynasty. Again, I don't know how they have it now. Whatever, fine. And it's a picture of Apocalypse. 
And he has this thing on the back of his neck in the picture, which looks like a yoga mat that's been rolled up and just like attached to his neck for some reason. And he's like, here's a spot. The writing says if you pierce it, apocalypse will be no more. And I guess it's like whatever this is, is covered up by his mask normally. We're supposed to assume that there is a spot you can hit that kills him. I guess, but it's. I'm just going to throw it out there that this actually is not even a relevant plot point. Well, it kind of is because it's the MacGuffin that convinces Warren that he can kill Apocalypse. I mean, you're right, but it's just, it. we'll get to it. It ends up being a setup. Yeah. I mean, spoilers, but like it ends up being not true. But it doesn't even really matter that it's not true. Because I know. Who cares? Nothing in this episode really matters. Okay. And then this other guy, a fourth guy, is also employed by Warren Worthington and is sitting at a huge control panel that up to now we didn't know was there and haven't seen. I and know. He just, I don't even know. What is it? Okay. Whatever. Okay. So there's this massive computer that apparently has a map of the entire world. It's and like it's fucking Batman's computer. Sightings. Yeah. It looks like a fucking Batman the Animated Series like level of just an entire world wall is this huge fucking screen and big buttons and shit and this guy is like an alarm starts going off and this guy's like sir a definite sighting new york harbor within the last hour that's the closest he's been and then this guy just suddenly gets cut off and there's a smash cut to the statue of liberty okay wait wait but there's like he he's talking to warren and warren's just gone and there's a there's a gust of wind i and i couldn't tell which i think is warren flying away i wasn't sure if he teleported or if he like flew out a window (laughs) but there were no windows there so i don't know where he went he He just was gone of of his thousands of doors like i don't know probably that that makes more sense god imagine working for warren worthington like all of these poor people are just like sitting around on the paycheck just like well what are we gonna do today find apocalypse again i guess I mean, like do the they really hate job. their jobs that much? Because Warren Worthington has so much money that he's probably paid. It's probably fun. I guess I would do this. But it's also like probably random hours and just like Warren screaming at you I, all It's day. like, would you be willing to take a high paying job that like made you so comfortably money wise as long as your boss got to like verbally abuse you every day? That's the that's, that's basically, basically the question. I don't know, honestly. I don't know if I, I could do that either. No. Honestly. Anyway, what, well, that's that's what this episode is really about is these four characters that we ever see again just kidding we see one of them again anyway we're at the statue of liberty now and apocalypse is just fucking walking around he also becomes the statue he also becomes the size of the statue of liberty where is everybody in new york by the way so at one point in this episode there's a throwaway line where gambit is like what about the safety of all the people around and it (laughs) never matters no one ever gets hurt that's because they it doesn't matter because nobody's even there I know, like, it's just like New York is empty, essentially, for this episode. There's like that one moment where you're like, maybe people are about to get hurt, but they don't, and it never is brought up again. Like, it's just fine. So anyway, the Statue of Liberty is abandoned, and Apocalypse just sees Warren flying in as he grows to be the size of the Statue of Liberty, which I think was the point is like, oh, haha, look how big he can get. I know. Let's compare him to this fucking statue that's also right here. And he goes, looking for me, my prodigal son. And Warren goes, for the last time. And then Apocalypse just just swats at him him. like he's a fly. It's It's funny. And And then then it cuts away. Well, I think Warren, is that where Warren 
No, okay, no, it's never just mind. A quick That's scene. later. Okay, and a, then- don't worry. There's going to be a thousand more scenes of war and fighting apocalypse. So then we go to the X Mansion and the Xavier's AI just, there. Uh, yeah, I think it's it- not Xavier. I think it's just Xavier's voice actor because I wrote that down too. That's controlling the AI that they talk to. Or maybe Xavier's like calling in from Weir Island. Oh, That's what I knows? thought, but it's not because it turns out it's the AI because there's a later scene where Xavier's talking to it and it's like a sh- it's an AI. Of and course he would program an ai that's himself Himself? and talk to it i mean they're probably just trying to save money but like i don't know for some reason now the x mansion has an ai that can talk to the characters i don't think this ever comes up again so don't worry episode which ironically has another ai in it i know i know i know it's talking about like shiar tech i believe yeah okay so i wrote this down this was the scene that i watched like six times because i was like what the fuck is being said here and (laughs) i don't know i like really was not I, so the X Mansion AI that exists now and isn't Xavier but sounds like him says new well okay so I guess it is Xavier because it's using the first person and I don't fucking know anyway new Shi'ar circuitry has helped me detect and define a mysterious vessel it is more than a mile long and disappears soon after detection and the computer shows this really long ship and I was just like what are you talking about like why what do you mean Shi'ar technology helped you discover this ship. Where is it? What is it? Also, what the fuck are you saying to me? Did Lilandra just leave a bunch of tech with him? Yeah. And she's like, here you go. And like, now you can detect a ship that exists. And also, like, where is it? They don't know where it is yet. That's not revealed until a later scene. So apparently, the Shi'ar just gave them the technology to know this ship exists. Period. Yep. Pretty like, much. That's it. And so Cyclops just goes, how do you hide something a mile long? And Gambit goes, who knows? Deep pockets? Which is like, I was like, is that a dick joke? But it's not. It's not really. But that's how I chose to interpret it. And then the computer starts going off and being like, mutant incident on Liberty Island. Mutant alert. Yeah, it's a mutant alarm. It's a classic mutant alarm. And yep. then Rogue sees the picture on the screen and it's of Warren. Uh, she's like, fighting <laughs> Yeah, and then Gambit goes, he's fighting Apocalypse, that's crazy. And then we go back to the fight again. And Apocalypse, okay, so like the sound mixing on this episode is just not good. Or Apocalypse isn't, because I can't understand what he's saying 50% of the time. But that's okay, do you really need to know what he's saying? It's Apocalypse. But he says something like, return to me, oh sweet something. And I don't know what word he says there. Sweet boy. He doesn't say boy. I would have been able to figure that out. But he calls Warren sweet something, sweet cinnamon roll. Okay. And then he's like, and all will be forgiven. And then Warren's like, forgiven? You ruined my life. And Apocalypse is like, ruined? I made a slave of you, but a slave of courage and fire. And Warren's like, I am no slave. And then they fucking talk to each other for a full hour. I I also love that Apocalypse is like, I did you a favor by turning you into a slave. slave. Why didn't you love it? And Warren is like, (laughs) I didn't. But also I did because I'm still obsessed with you and I can't get over it. And they're just like screaming at each other. Oh my God. And so then the X-Men finally show up. Rogue cannonballs into Apocalypse's back heel and like that knocks him over oh, by the way she's sh- a chain uh, you should probably uh, clarify that's where i'm looking for you should probably clarify that rogue is flying and she does you know how when you jump into the water and you're like cannibal she's doing that just but spitting flying? in air yeah, like I mean, it a was fucking cool. donkey con roll into him that's <laughs> yes. i don't even know yeah that's basically what she does and it works and then they just have this huge chain that's handy and so beast just i guess i think it's attached to an anchor or something yeah and so beast wraps 
Apocalypse up in the chain. Wolverine lands on his chest and is like, my mother always wanted me to be a surgeon. And which, I was like, like okay, Logan, that's what? such a bizarre co- comment for him know, because it's like, because you don't Logan know your mom. know who his mom is. I and know. then And then later we decided to figure out his origins and I'm pretty sure he killed his mom. So whatever. Uh, um, apparently because his mom wanted to be a surgeon. I know. Also, also Cyclops is standing there and his attack is just to stand in Apocalypse, Apocalypse's crotch. Like that was I his. Guess. He doesn't do anything. And so then before Wolverine can even pierce him not that wolverine's claws can pierce apocalypse they can't it's shown that he's like scratching and it doesn't do anything apocalypse like breaks out of the chains shouts something that i don't even know what it is because i can't understand the vocal (laughs) filter they're putting on his voice and then he flies away and he's gone he just literally flies away he literally is just gone and has decided he's fucking done with them also in the middle of this by the way there's like a helicopter that shows up by the way that attacks apocalypse and then leaves but nobody knows who that helicopter even was i don't know if you caught that the u.s army's just like listen maybe we just throw in a chopper i don't think it's gonna do anything we (laughs) we have the resources to give them one helicopter that's all we got like that's they should be bringing the fucking swat team but maybe they see the x-men in there and they're like well we don't want to kill the the last time we did this and we sent in the sentinels and that whole mess where the sentinels just like destroyed them all and kidnapped children let's not do that that was probably bad we probably shouldn't do that this time also it's like president kelly now right we have oh yeah that's right he's ever i forgot that he's the president okay so he probably doesn't want to hurt the x-men he probably just like saw what was going on and was like i don't know let him have it like whatever the x-men around this yeah anyway beast is like watching apocalypse fly away and like scheming and he's like we must outthink him and cyclops just goes why bother we can't even scratch him which i thought was funny like this is just scott immediately being like this is fucking dumb and i was like yeah you're right and so then rogue picks warren up out of the water and like brings him over to our park bench and is like cradling him and it's like warren and gambit starts off his little jealousy plot line here and is like looking on at them and being like he's not warren anymore share apocalypse machine made him l'ange du mort the angel of death now and forever oh my god rogue, it's like stop gambit <laughs> rogue is like shut up you're wrong when i absorbed his spirit before i could feel it deep down he's still warren worthington so then we go back to the mansion and this is this is yet another fucking scene about the ship that doesn't make any fucking sense so like xavier and cyclops and beast are looking at the map and uh, xavier's like pointing out all the different places that apocalypse has been attacking so like he attacked a power station a defense plant and then an industrial park and beast is like it appears to be a deliberate trail and cyclops goes or a deliberate trap and beast goes let's project it out and they like do a projection of the path they think apocalypse is gonna follow it's not a straight line it's just a random curvy ass line which i'm like how are you projecting that why is that the projected line and then it gets to a ship at the end and the ship's the shit that they were looking for i guess it's uh, none of this makes any kind of sense it doesn't make sense and so then the computer is like unusual object 100 miles offshore cloaked from standard scan employing shiar probe which now they have a shiar probe apparently right and the shiar probe detects are they they on the blackbird at this point i thought they went back to the x-mansion at the x-mansion now because xavier's there and xavier's not in the rest of the episode he's only in this one fucking scene he has like a line he leaves i was fine with that and so logan looks at the boat and he goes that's a heck of a bass boat which like okay logan is making fisherman references now well and that's so okay but wolverine is a Canadian. fisherman he's from canada and he cares about blue collar jobs uh, yeah so I guess. beast is like early apocalyptic scholars referred to a mighty ship designed by creatures oh, from God, beyond the up, stars <laughs> and so this part is the closest we get 
okay, so he's referring to apocalyptic scholars. And so I'm like, okay, so is the ship Apocalypse's ship? But it was designed by beings from beyond the stars? I don't Why know. Why do they know that? And so Xavier goes, for centuries it was thought to be a myth, a living vessel open to reason. And so then Beast suddenly goes, that's it, the weapon we need against he who can never die. And I was like, why do you think that? Also, why do like, you what do you, well, I don't understand any of this. I, I'm already getting a headache out of uh, trying to uh, understand well, okay, it. So I watched like, it. It is not written well, but basically the ship has an AI that is independent. It's a free thinker. The ship is its own character. Except Apocalypse owns the ship, which they don't bother to explain really ever, but he does. And Beast thinks that he can co-opt the ship to his own ends. And he's right. I don't know why, but he is. Right. That's the plot of this fucking episode. I don't know. Nailed they it. don't explain that. I had to extrapolate that later by looking up information about it. But whatever. Anyway, Warren's in a hospital bed. Yeah. Um, uh, this is like the great thing where Rogue's taking care of Warren. Yes. And she takes off his hood and reveals his beautiful hair. And right. she's like stroking him. And he's all sparkly. <laughs> he's blue and sparkly. Blue and she's sparkly. like, Warren, how could you go after him like that? And she's like washing his face for him. And he fucking does his thing where he's like, no pain will ever equal the pain. Apocalypse, Apocalypse has caused, caused me. me. You, you should, should understand, understand better than anyone. <laughs> yes. And then we get and that flashback, flash which we don't need to describe because we, we already did it. that. Rogue sucks up his powers. And then we go back to the hospital room and Warren's like, you may have saved me, but nothing can take away my desire for revenge. And then Gambit is like standing in the background of the doorway. He's just, just like standing in a fucking shadow, flipping a flipping card. cards. Yeah. And just staring at them jealously. And Rogue is like, but Apocalypse, he's immortal. No one can hurt him. And Archangel's like, I've discovered his weakness. You and I can attack him together. The others don't understand. You do. And Rogue is like, I don't know. I want to help, but I mean, and then well, all the rest Gamma's of the X-Men get, Gamma's jump getting turned on. Oh yeah, that too. Cyclops is like, Rogue, we found a ship. Come on, we don't have much time. Okay, but and this Warren is the, all this doesn't even make any sense because he's like, come on, we have to, we found a ship. We have to go there right now. And like, I think that's when Warren's like, I Warren's need to go like, fight I'm him. I'm gonna as, go there first. I and know. Like, and Cyclops is like, No, don't do that. We need to be because <laughs> then Beast is like, We have to be very careful about our move. And I'm like, Did we all just scream? We're gonna fly there as quickly as possible. That <laughs> yeah. Beast is like, we're being very careful. And Cyclops is like, no, we're going immediately. It's like everyone's just shouting and over each are. other. And War just screams no and fly, he like rips flies apart away. the window on the ceiling, flies away. Rogue flies after him. But, then but get, Gambit tries to stop her here. And yeah, he's and then, like, and then no, Cy- Cher, revenge is making him reckless. You shouldn't go with her, him. And Cyclops agrees with Gambit is like, no, we need to do Beast's plan, which makes more sense, I guess. But we yeah. don't know what it is yet. And also, by the way, it's not going to make more sense. No, no, it's but not. It's just gonna fine. get more bonkers. And then fucking Rogue's and like, Rogue I is have like, to do it, and she flies you don't know away. What he's been through. I do. I know. And, and so then she Cyclops is like, Gambit, get on the ship. But then Gambit's literally gone. Gambit also leaves. I mean, and Logan like, is just standing there, like, I would mind a little direct action. Myself. Also like, I'm gonna leave too. And Cyclops is like, No, no I literally have not. no team now. You have to stay. <laughs> so logan's like damn it i should have gone with the other spitfires around here i don't belong with beasts and cyclops these fucking nerds yeah seriously so then the three of them the only three remaining responsible x-men are logan beast and cyclops and the blackbird which is going up to this huge ship uh, uh, responsible in quotation marks but let's keep moving yeah and so the the ship starts talking to them and all the ship says is identify yourselves and beast like fucking shits himself being like the ship is sentient he doesn't know 
Oh, oh that. Okay. I he just like screams it. She's like, identify yourselves. That's all. That's all she, she says. says. And he's losing it. He's so impressed. And she he sounds like GLaDOS, like, by the way. So just I know. imagine so, that voice. She, he's like, we are friends. You are both near our home. We request permission to board you. And she goes, permission granted. And they go inside. It's like a fucking huge ship. It looks like a fucking Death Star ship or something. Yeah. It's like that ship. And so Beast is wearing his metal backpack again, which I was like, oh, okay, this is back, apparently. They go in there and Beast is impressed by everything. And he's like, ship, you're a work of art. And that's apparently all the ship needs to fucking fall in love with Beast is that one line. I know. And she's because like, she goes, thank you, Henry McCoy. You have no idea what a pleasure it is to interface with someone who appreciates the subtleties of my programming. And I was like, what the fuck? And so Beast just starts typing and is like trying to override Apocalypse's security code to turn it against him using his own magnificent weapon to entrap him. And the ship suddenly electrocutes Beast and then is like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was going to electrocute you and like manages to counteract whatever the electrocution thing was. Yeah. And Beast thanks her and keeps typing and like sets a trap. And then he has Wolverine help test it. So he's like, Wolverine, stand over there on that platform. And Wolverine goes, cool. But I hate saying cheese. And at first, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I that thought, was funny. I, I realized that it was a joke about taking a photo, but I thought yes. it was because they were putting him in a mousetrap. That's why I interpreted the joke. Oh, that would have been really funny if that was the <laughs> joke. Um, and so Beast goes, walk toward me slowly at first. And so Wolverine, basically the power, his own power turns against him with this force field thing that he's now stuck in. Yeah. And it's funny. And he's like trying to fight it. And he's like, you've made your point. Like after he's fought against it for like a and minute. And he keeps on slashing at it anyway. Yeah. Which is funny. But then this alarm starts going off and there's like an automatic override because the ship detected too much energy and it shuts them inside. Right. And the ship is like, oh, no, there's nothing I can do. There is some sort of automatic override that Apocalypse had in here that made this happen. It was just because so the doors like are shut. Mutant alarm. Yeah, it's basically like Apocalypse's own version of the mutant alarm where like it senses intruders. Right. And because they were fucking around too much in the ship, it went off. And so then we're back to Warren again. Which I, by the way, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't really realize that the Shi'ar ship they found also Apocalypse had already found it. It's not a Shi'ar ship, by the way. It's a celestial ship. I will tell you later what the fuck the oh ship is. Oh my god! All right, let's keep moving. Don't worry. I'm about like it, exhausted though. by this right now. Okay. Well, we're only halfway through, and it is going to get crazy. No, I know. So... This is the second half is better because we go over to the carnival now. No, I don't know where. Why is there a carnival? I don't it know. Doesn't it has matter. nothing to do with anything. And we don't see anybody at the carnival. They just kind of fly over it. We're not. We're flying over a county fair and there's a fucking Ferris wheel and like it's all that shit. And like it's well it's Warren flying and then Rogue flies yeah, up and to Rogue him. Catches and Rogue, up to him. Yeah, Rogue's just like, Where do you think he is? And Warren's just like, Do you pledge to me your heart and your soul? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Calm That's literally down. what he says. Do you pledge to me your heart and soul? And he goes, there can be no hesitation. And Rogue hesitantly is like, uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know. And she She's like, like I don't know what, the, what I'm supposed to say here. So, And Warren just goes, he rises. Because Apocalypse is fucking rising out Wait, of the water. <laughs> he's like giant sized. And he just is appearing outside of this carnival, rising out of the water like fucking Godzilla. That's what's okay, happening. And then Gambit is in his little Lego plane all of a sudden, like flies in front of Rogue just suddenly. And he goes, share. You can't attack Apocalypse here. People down there could get hurt. And Rogue goes, you don't understand. We have to do this. 
It's not clear why, by the way. I don't know. Why it's not. they need to fight him here? They could lure him to some other area. They're like, already in the ocean. They could just go further yeah, into in the, the ocean. ocean. They could just fucking go further out. The boat, all of them can fly. Even Gambit can fly because he's in his little plane. Right. So, like, why are they fighting them here? Uh, who knows? It doesn't matter. So, Rogue throws this big steel beam at Apocalypse. It does nothing. Warren gets knocked into the Ferris wheel. They don't show any people getting hurt. There's so no apparently people. That's fine. There's yeah. no people on the Ferris wheel anymore. They probably all ran when they saw Apocalypse. I mean, so I maybe there's just, nobody was at this fair i don't know well but they showed while warren was flying over they showed some people at the fair though it's just i, w- never I really matters. would have liked a shot of apocalypse growing and just everybody screaming and yeah weaving. that would have helped i think if that happens if there's a shot like that i definitely missed it maybe i was just no there notes, wasn't i i, I, I didn't see so. it either so then Apocalypse is batting Rogue around and talking to her, and he's like, you have great power, yet you detest your existence. Serve me, and you will know something, something unintelligible words. I don't words. know. Who cares? Terrible uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse is just talking. Yes. And Rogue is like, no. And then Apocalypse is like, resist, and you shall be obliterated like your friends. And then Rogue is suddenly shocked, like, the other X-Men are in danger? And it's like, yeah, Rogue, <laughs> you fucking didn't help them with the plan you knew they were doing, even though they said they needed you. And she's like, wait a minute. Things went badly for the rest of the X-Men? It's like, fucking, yes, it did. Okay? This is like, this is a very, I feel like this is also kind of out of character for Rogue on it this is. show. I didn't really understand why she suddenly was like, siding with Warren, but I guess we're just supposed to believe that since they connected, she feels I kind of bought that. Like, okay, she's yeah, connected to him. Yeah, but that's it. And then I, I don't know. Anyway, I, back to back to this ship scene, which another scene I watched over and over. It doesn't make any oh sense. Oh my god, this is uh, Gladys is this just scene. like, she's just like I'm sorry. You're all I going to die. I can't help you. You're all going to die. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait a second. I have an idea suddenly. Like suddenly she's like, I yeah, got I it. Yeah, I know. And it's so, I didn't so fucking like, know. So she's like, blast this one part of the wall. And so Cyclops blasts this wall open. There's like a she's bomb like, in there, I guess. Attack this ventilation block. And then there's a different part where there's a bomb, which looks like a wheel. Them, like, Wait, isn't she calling them like Mr. Cyclops and Mr. Yeah, Wolverine? Yeah, she's like, Mr. Logan, please attack this ventilation yeah. canal or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. And so he attacks it and opens that and then there's all this smoke pouring out of it yeah which i don't know why that matters and I so don't then either. there's a bomb i guess or something explosive they pick up that bomb and they throw it out the window and it explodes away from the ship <laughs> which i don't know why they had to do any of that this is like beast and logan are just hanging out the window into the, over the ocean they're just dangling and cyclops there. is just walking through the smoke and goes beast wolverine and then finds them hanging out the window and then beast flips them both back onto the ship and well logan's like thanks i didn't feel like going for a swim today and they're all safe now i don't understand what any of that was what was the bomb why did they have this to is, explode part this of the, is wall? About the part yesterday what? where you started messaging me during while you watch this you're like what the fuck like, is what happening the fuck is this episode okay so then we're back to warren for one second he's just monologuing i didn't write it down and then we're back to beast again <laughs> Um, Beast is typing again and now he's trying to do the exact same shit he was doing before where he's trying to create the trap again even though the last time they made the tra- trap the ship started closing in but he learned nothing from it no and so, so he's doing to do it again is being like building mouse traps while rogue and bird boy get all the action because he's annoyed that he doesn't get to fight apocalypse and then apocalypse shows up instantly like, and responds just, to that he flies and he's like i am here ha, ha, ha. yeah he just goes beware of what you ask for it may come to pass and then i just wrote blah 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 apocalypse threats and then beast hits a button 
and Apocalypse gets trapped magically in his little force field thing. Wait, okay. And then Archangel shows okay, this up. Is what, I'm just looking at my notes, and apparently I just didn't write anything down for, like, the okay, next five scenes. Okay, there's nothing to fucking write down. Okay, so, like, Apocalypse... Okay, Apocalypse is trapped in the force field. Yeah. Uh, Archangel shows up and starts screaming for some reason and i don't know why he's just start throwing shit at apocalypse which i guess doesn't matter because apocalypse can't get out right right, and the ship has this line where the ship is like finally i feel a sense of satisfaction so we're like okay the ship doesn't like apocalypse and is glad that he's trapped but warren is throwing a tantrum about it and he throws himself into the control panel which explodes And at first I was like, oh so shit, is dramatic. that going to destroy the No, it doesn't field? do anything. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. And the ship is still alive and still talking. And oh my Warren God. emerges from the flames of the exploding oh control panel. Oh my God, it's, so, really dramatic. Dramatic it's show, so dramatic. It's so dramatic. Which doesn't matter because the control panel exploding doesn't matter Okay, but all. also, it's like Warren's walking out of the fire. He's like this angel walking out of the fire. Which he's like, looks he's cool, like, I, I will like, kill what? you. And then in the background, Beast is like crying. He's like, the computer might be dead. And I was like, I what's know. happening? Okay, so then Apocalypse is just trash talking while he's inside this force field. And he goes, yeah, don't, it's not important. Beast, so many people have dreamed in my head. You are no closer than the Babylonians with their swords. You really believed I was not invincible? Yeah, doesn't he just like walk out? Well, he can't yet, apparently. And so Warren just goes, there's proof. And then Apocalypse screams a code at the ship and suddenly the force field lowers. Oh yeah, that's what happens. I forgot and about Beast that part. And Beast is like upset and he's like, what the fuck? Like Beast doesn't say what the fuck, but he's basically like, what in the devil? He's <laughs> like, he, well, somebody does swear later. Doesn't like Rogue eventually at the end? like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I think you're right. And so Apocalypse just goes, behold your proofs. And then while walking towards Warren, he turns into the archaeologist who had shown him the little scroll before before. Oh, that's who that was? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't follow that. Oh I was like, God. I was like, I was like, is that Warren's dad or something? No, that's I just, who I just assumed doing. it was like this big reveal where Apocalypse was like, hey, I was also your I'm dad all guy. these years. <laughs> okay, well, that's why I was saying at the beginning the scroll kind of matters. Okay, I couldn't follow that. He turns into this guy and he's like, the scroll was fake. I, I, I made could, it up. How, why would I care about why, what these? Fu- what? I, why, why would I remember anything why? about these uh, five fucking NPCs okay, at the beginning also, of this? It does not matter because why would it matter that the scroll was fake? Also, it, why it, was he setting a trap? To, okay, why did he do this whole elaborate trap to get Archangel? He could have just showed up to, like, Warren's castle and just killed him. Like I know. Also, he could have shown up at any point and fought Archangel. Archangel already wanted to fight him even before he knew what his weakness was. Like... It, I mean, he's just has Apocalypse all this time been running around as this archaeologist and coming back and transforming yes. to like just Apparently, lead Warren yes. on and then was like, ha ha ha, now come back to me, my child. Also, they had like a long relationship as the archaeologist and Warren, just like the, the two of I them mean, for like a really long time. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's on par for the mutant okay, ages. But then there's our favorite scene where Gambit flies the plane oh into my Apocalypse's God. Yeah, crotch. He just, literally, dude, his he crotch. literally flies the ship into the crotch, jumping out of it, and it explodes. It's just a kamikaze shift, and Gambit just drops. He's like, "The name's Gambit. Remember it." And I was and like, like, poses with his with his like knee yeah, on one knee, just posing, being like, "I'm Gambit, bitch." I know. And, and then Apocalypse, Apocalypse gets up and is like, "I don't fucking care, like who you like, are." He's fine. He's completely unaffected by it and just like it's so funny anyway the computer starts talking again this is when a giant fucking battle happens and i couldn't follow any of it it doesn't matter and so the computer is like henry mccoy 
the emergency controls. And then like Rogue falls into Gambit's arms. There's like a random fat joke where he's like, you're eating too much fried chicken, Cher. And I was like, don't fucking do that. Seriously. Like, what are you doing? And so then Beast Manuel is following arrows on the ground towards a different control panel. I'm like, where are these looks, arrows coming from? I don't know. The computer's like generating video DDR. game arrows on the ground <laughs> being like, Beast okay, is like doing is fucking path. some DDR shit yeah, over and here. So Beast is like dancing over. And so this control panel just looks like a fucking like game of operation or something. <laughs> it's like got all these squiggly lines and numbers on it. And like then Apocalypse suddenly has a huge shield. Like he's She-Ra and he just like transformed his arm into a shield. And he's like, I didn't even realize that's what was everybody. happening. And this Zoran is what I mean is where Apocalypse him. is like such a, uh, well, I'll deal with that later. I'm just mad. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. None of this matters. They're I fighting. Hate and so then the ship, the ship, transforms that board game shit into a little piece of hardware that looks kind of like a fruitcake or something and Beast <laughs> picks it up and is like thanks and he like is pressing buttons on it which do something I don't know and then Apocalypse <laughs> starts firing at him and Beast is like somersaulting around while pressing buttons on this rectangular thing and Rogue and Gambit are providing backup. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the ship manages to open up all these wall panels that have guns behind them. And these uh, guns can affect Apocalypse, even though nothing else has been able I mean, to up if, this point. I guess if it's a celestial ship, it could be different tech than what Apocalypse guess, is used yeah. to. I don't and know. And like, the ship manages to be blasting him. And then Beast is like, beep, boop, boop. And then he's like, I think I figured out how to override the override. And Rogue's oh like, God. what? You, got, you managed to fix the override codes? And Beast goes, no, a friend did. And it's the computer. Yeah. <laughs> then the computer just goes, for so long, I did only as I was programmed. I thank you for this moment, Beast. You made me understand I could choose. You oh made my me God, feel. The, I know. You helped me know what I am it's to It's like do. apparently the Beast, I mean the Beast, the computer became self-aware didn't I mean, kill I them, think though. it already was, but now Beast manages to help her override something. Anyway, the ship starts closing in again, but Apocalypse is locked inside this weird metal pod, so it's fine, except they, like, can barely get out of the ship. Okay, but, but also, like, yeah, like, when you say the... a hole in the wall and they're fine again? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, it's are crazy. you talking about when, like, all the walls are just, like, yes, shutting down? No. But I don't know why, though. Doesn't Gambit, like, Gambit, oh, Warren's knocked down, right? And he, Gambit has to go, he sees oh, look, Warren. I don't know. I, I didn't understand. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. So I know that Warren, like, got knocked out at some point by Apocalypse again. And Gambit, they were all leaving. And Gambit turns around. And he sees Warren. And Gambit goes to save Warren, which is actually kind of ironic because of the comic books. Those two characters canonically fucking hate each other. Well, uh, they do in this episode, too. So I well, think that's supposed to be the like, yeah, feel-good right. ending where Gambit is like, okay, I fucking hate you, but I still but don't want save you to you. die. But then like, he gets locked in that room, and then Rogue and Wolverine Cyclops just run over and start hitting it. They're just okay, like, I, I definitely don't understand what was happening here because the shots went too fast. So I, I know, was like, wait, are and they then, trapped? Who's trapped no, where? No, okay, Gambit and Archangel are trapped. Literally everybody else is just hitting the wall, not doing anything, But which is a really funny shot. And then the computer's like, I have one ounce of strength left. And she creates like a hole in the wall, I think. And then Gambit slips out and he's like, that was dumb, but whatever. <laughs> and then they manage to get to the Blackbird. They get on it and they fly away. And Beast still has his little like handheld 
electronic fruitcake thing and he's like shouting at it being like <laughs> ship ship are you all right and the ship just goes it was the best i could manage beast he will not be gone forever and the ship is like blasting off into outer space at this point and warren just goes when he returns oh my god i I'll love this this whole waiting. fucking scene made me laugh so hard because warren's like when he returns i'll be here waiting for him and cyclops is like you can wait alone you're overthinking a vengeance nearly destroyed all of us you piece of shit get the fuck <laughs> off my ship and Warren is just like, don't you know what he is? Don't you know what he'll do? And Rogue just goes, easy, sugar. There's nothing more to be done right now. And Warren goes, stay away. <laughs> I thought you understood. <laughs> I won't rest until Apocalypse is destroyed or I am. And he just flies out of the Blackbird and is gone. Yeah. And Rogue. I get to open. I don't even know who opened the door to let him I do that. He, he just fucking out left. of it and like destroys the air pressure and they all have to fucking deal with it. And Rogue is like just monologuing to herself now being like, it's my my fault i should have stopped archangel gambit warned me but i didn't listen to him and gambit just like stares at her like yeah i did whatever and so then she walks up to beast and she's like i'm sorry beast and beast is not <laughs> listening to her because he's staring at the little fruitcake thing which <laughs> flashes crying. a bunch of lights and then turns off forever <sighs> and then he starts sobbing and he's and like farewell my friend and that's end. where the end of the episode it's like actual people are dying and beast is crying about a computer that he met <laughs> an hour ago <laughs> he's just crying and i felt really bad for laughing but beast is like full on sobbing like tears <laughs> the animated like all of his face covered in tears i was like whoa whoa what I, is I just felt like <laughs> i don't know what was what was happening with the characters at this but i did really love at the end there were cyclops was like shut the fuck up fuck everything that just happened i loved it i loved him being like you can wait alone next time i know because cyclops is like my wife just died and now i have to deal with this stupid shit like why okay i mean there's no politics i don't we can try to talk about the politics this episode but i don't know what the fuck it is There are nothing. There's nothing. I mean, there's politics right? of it. What? I mean, I could talk about. <laughs> I could talk about. I don't know, Maddie. It's like I don't know because I like, didn't have anything to say during. Well, we're sitting here recording this, and you had to recap the whole thing because I couldn't even well, do you that. Didn't take, I mean, like, what is there to say? I didn't understand most of this episode. <laughs> first of all. I did not understand it. I didn't understand it until later. Why because... are all the characters wildly out of character? Like Rogue was like, I feel like Rogue, this is I... the episode, the episode that Brian Singer must have watched when he made X Men because Rogue's so fucking Anna Paquin and this. She's like, oh, it's my fault. Oh, oh. oh no, I've, I've absorbed somebody's feelings and now I suddenly have to do everything. Oh, now I have do. feelings. Oh god, it's like, I don't oh my have god, any, a mind of my own. I didn't. That did annoy like, me. Why like, did Rogue, Rogue like really turn against having... the X Men to go help Warren? That that makes no know. sense. Why is Beast crying? Really over it. a computer why is wolverine even there like uh, wolverine was annoyed to be there too like he was just like i don't know where the fuck we're i mean doing. honestly and so Scott was gambit too. both wolverine it's, and gambit are like being forced to deal with this fucking crazy situation yeah, maybe that's like why storm wasn't there archangel just fucking shows up and hijacks all of the x-men except storm and jubilee and to just do his bidding basically you know, it, it just he occurred just, to me that it's possible that storm and jubilee were just recovering from the savage line because didn't storm just get like the shit beaten out of her yeah actually that's a good point yes and jubilee's a kid so i was like fine with her not being there well like, also she's jubilee not, was probably just taking care of missions. storm i don't know 
Yeah, and like Xavier probably was too because he's Xavier. So like that's why he's. You think Xavier was standing there helping though? He was like sitting there. He was probably like psychically connecting to Storm, being like, "Boy, this is really tough." I don't know. She's just like he's like, "I'll just help you out by erasing all those memories of yours." Oh my god, let's fucking hope not. But yeah, I I don't know. I wasn't thrilled with the representation of Rogue in this episode. I guess that's kind of politics. I don't like it when Rogue has to just do what men say. I don't like that writing for her. I don't. I don't don't either. But, but I mean, like, it's know. not even like that in this because everyone's just yelling. I mean, at least she was like kind of hesitant when Archangel was like, "At least Ar- your entire okay, life." But at least Archangel, like, I know um, that, that uh, line specifically was the best. One of the it was really funny. That's that part that you skipped where like Warren has a monologue for a split oh, second. Yeah, I didn't write any of it down, but he does say something about like I'm gonna watch like Apocalypse bleed out of his mouth or something yeah. like really intense and it was like jesus christ dude all of warren's monologues are just him being completely obsessed with apocalypse and like i mean i don't know at least he's still a character because i mean the things that we loved about warren when we first introduced his archangel is like i'm an angel of death and now nobody understands me only my vengeance (laughs) this is what's gonna move me forward it was when apocalypse is dead i can't rest until apocalypse is destroyed because the shadows and darkness within me has destroyed my soul warren worthington is dead and nobody i'm gonna walk through the fucking fire and scream shit that nobody cares about and just scream okay that's yeah. one thing about this okay. episode it's like literally just everyone's kind of, just screaming that's it's it it's kind of interesting too that the only person who archangel trusts is the person who is essentially also him because rogue absorbed literally archangel so okay, he's but like also saying, Worthington is very self-absorbed you because uh, you're me exactly exactly though and even and basically rogue is in too much of her own person even though she has part of archangel in her now to really even be enough for Archangel. You know, it's funny. So Archangel can't date anyone because he's just uh, no, it's, himself. It's, it's crazy because like even in the comics, he is very self-absorbed and that's like a whole thing except for mm-hmm. when he wants to get laid and then he like sort of <laughs> plays it up that he's not, which I yeah. think it's really interesting that Psylocke and Warren are such a thing and I think it's because Warren acts like that and Betsy's just like never has any of it and she's just yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Betsy's you know? just like used to rich people's bullshit and she's like, I don't fucking care about this. Oh, I'm yeah, not seriously. gonna stand for this. Like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that because like Warren is shown to be this very flawed character in this episode. His rich boy obsession with Apocalypse and spending all this money, it's completely pointless. I did like that that was the moral was that it was like, none of this is going anywhere. Like, he doesn't need to be doing this shit. Like, I liked that at least. It's a yeah. pretty simple message, but... I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want it to pan out for him because he was being so annoying. Like, I fucking, I, I don't know. I mean, like, there's, you're right. There's no politics in this episode because, like, there really is nothing to break down. I mean, it's just like Warren fighting with. It's not even like Warren fighting with himself because he's blaming. I mean, yeah, he is blaming Apocalypse because it is Apocalypse's fault. But I mean, but it's kind of not. It's kind of also his own downfall, right? Because because this whole the thing. The problem that I was saying to you today when we were talking about the episode is like Warren doesn't really fuck up any more than the X Men do. Like, I would have liked it if they had sort of stuck the landing on like Warren's downfall, like if he had actually destroyed the force field or something. But it isn't. It's Apocalypse who gets out of the force field on his own. I mean, you're right. And and wins. But if Warren had actually, like, if if his overconfidence in trying to fight Apocalypse had been what ruined their battle then that would have been kind of a logical endpoint. but that actually isn't what ruins it it's just that apocalypse is so fucking strong and immortal and knew how to use the computer correctly so that's what got him out of it except that in the end the ship 
was what defeated him. It was kind of stupid, you know? It was, like, there's it no was all logic stupid. There. It's not, it's nothing. It's just okay. nothingness. But also, if you, following the footsteps of Sauron and right. self-hating hating himself. So, uh, Warren's whole deal at the beginning of this was that yeah. he, okay, so if it was a metaphor for being gay, right? So, he hates that he's gay. So, he, like, goes to somebody that's going to physically remove the genes that makes him gay. Yeah. And instead becomes Archangel because that's what Apocalypse does. And then blames Apocalypse for this worst thing that he could, like he's still gay, but now he's gayer than ever. And now, mm-hmm. and now, well, but he's, also he was manipulated into right, right, and also that this, this is person. all also like all Apocalypse's fault. Where instead mm-hmm. of accepting blame you know, at all, that's a good point. I forgot that was the inception of all of this. So yeah. it's like Warren has externalized all of his self hatred onto Apocalypse, which makes total sense. And people definitely do that. Where he's mm-hmm. like, he started out being like, oh, I hate myself. I hate I'm just everything pat myself about on me. The back for figuring out that one no, right you're now. fucking right like <laughs> i wasn't even thinking about that because it's been months and months since we watched that episode first of all but i loved that episode so like it's kind of sad that this is the conclusion for warren is that no, he's well, just no, like he, don't, he comes back he still hates himself but instead of focusing all his energy on that he's just gonna hate apocalypse instead but that still doesn't solve any of well don't worry this is not the end of archangel or apocalypse on this well, series thank goodness, because, because we this need more of this laugh so hard like okay it is bad but it's really fucking it's funny it's really so, funny it's really funny okay. I, I mean like i don't know i don't have anything else for I politics so um me either so should we do who's that x-men yeah sure all right ready mm-hmm. uh who's, who's that, that? <laughs> losing it today so it's today i prepared today? oh wait i didn't prepare i this time i let maddie do it i don't know uh, maddie's, I was, maddie's I was just like doing Ryan. this episode for me and i'm just kind of here for the ride i appreciate it um so i wanted ryan to do the ship as i know it was just like it was like midnight and i was like i'm not doing that right now i'm like if but you want to do reason, that i did from like midnight to 1 a.m i read a billion wikipedia and marvel comics articles about what the fuck the ship is so now here is my explanation of the ship ai which is actually a sentient ai and it appears in a bunch of comics so here we go here we go usually just called the ship no (laughs) no more interesting character name than that it is called the ship. Okay. Eventually it gets more interesting names, but who fucking cares? It's mostly called the ship. So I'm going to tell the <laughs> ship's life in chronological order, but this obviously isn't the order the comics were written in. Oh my God. It's, okay. It's just chronological. So it was created millennial millennia ago by the celestials who were like aliens who wanted to monitor humans. And so they left the ship in Mongolia, China to just keep an eye on humanity and collect data. Is that where they were in this episode? Nope. Nope. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) And so then the first immortal who found it was this Mongolian immortal called Garba Sien, who later goes by Saul. Um, And he didn't actually enter the ship. He just researched it and lived next to it and was like respectful of its power and was like, this is cool, but I don't want to go inside. I don't fully understand it yet. And so then like in 1500 AD ish, Apocalypse shows up. He's not going by Apocalypse yet, but I'm just going to refer to him as that because it doesn't, it, it's Because nobody wants confusing. to say El Salvador or whatever the fuck, El Salvador. Like, the average listener probably doesn't know that was his real name. So whatever, it's Apocalypse. Now they do. Now you do. He shows up because he'd heard about this other immortal being existing and he wanted to meet him 
and fight him because it's Apocalypse. And so they fight and Garbasan tries to get Apocalypse to shut the fuck up by showing him this ship and being like, hey, this should make you feel humble. Look at this other powerful thing that these other other more powerful beings that are more powerful than us created and like left here and I'm right. investigating it. And Apocalypse is basically like, I don't fucking care. I love the ship, though. I'm going to take that. Bye. <laughs> so Garbasian <laughs> manages to get away from that altercation alive, but like barely. And so he gets out of there. So Apocalypse lives in the ship for a while, but he's too stupid to figure out how to make it work for like ever. And then <laughs> like millenniums go by. Yeah. And Cable shows up from oh. time travel shit. Adult okay. Cable. Okay. And he is calling himself the Traveler, but it's Cable. And they fight each other. And then Apocalypse and the ship AI end up getting infected with the techno-organic virus. And there's like all this do. shenanigans. And then Cable just sends the ship and Apocalypse into space and is like, uh-oh, I'm going to get rid of these guys. And then <laughs> Apocalypse just like chills in space for a while. And while that's happening, he learns how to use the ship and tells the AI that he created it and he enslaves it, even though that's not That's true. like his whole thing. He's like an enslave a fucking computer now. Mm-hmm. And the techno-organic virus stuff doesn't really come back until later in ways that are kind of contradictory and like don't make sense fully and if somebody does get it you can write in would be whatever anyway so that's backstory the first official appearance of apocalypse and the ship is during some 1980s x-factor comics and then all that other shit that i just said was like added in later you know what i mean right so when like, they're doing like this history. is the first appearance is apocalypse and the ship coming back to earth showing up with the ship that now he knows how to use and attacking New York with the four horsemen. He should have done that from the beginning. Or, like if they had done that in Apocalypse's introduction to the series, that would have made a lot more sense, but all right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing, except that in this, in that original comic book storyline, it's Fire Fist who figures out how to form a bond with the ship. And he kind of is playing the Hank McCoy role where he's uh, like okay, yeah, yeah. entering the ship and being like, oh, the ship is really smart. And, and like making out with now. the fucking computer console. Yeah, so Fire Fist is the one who dates the computer, apparently. Oh, and so then fucking all Fire the rest Fist of, of X Factor ends up liking the ship a lot and they kind of use it as a home base after they defeat Apocalypse. And so that's kind of similar to this where... But the ship stays alive in that scenario. Like, it's just a real thing that they go on to. And the X-Factor characters are using it. And, like, whatever. It's fine. And so then, a few years later, the ship gets called back by the aliens who created it. And so all the X-Factor characters get flown into space along with the ship suddenly. And they have to talk to these aliens who are investigating the data on humanity. And they collect it. Uh And now that the ship is a fully-fledged character, the ship is like, I like these characters and I want to go back to Earth and hang out with them. And so the ship goes back. (laughs) And then in 1991... There's another X-Factor Cable storyline. And so during this time period, Cable is a baby because he's just been born. Oh, fucking baby Cable. Yeah, so he's a baby. And so there's all this shit with Madeline Pryor that we don't need to go over right now. Or care about. Someday we can fucking explain. I don't know when Madeline we'll get Madeline Pryor to it, but is like craziness. But it doesn't matter. We'll get but there like someday. Basically, all you need to know is Cable's a baby and he's kidnapped by Mr. Sinister, who's trying to raise Cable to defeat Apocalypse, which is why Cable even exists, right. or whatever. And so that's that all matters. And so Gene and Scott rescue baby Cable from Mr. Sinister after a bunch of shit, and they take him to the ship, because for now, the ship is being used as like this home base for stuff, I guess. And so sure, the baby's on the ship, and then Apocalypse kidnaps the baby from the ship and takes him to the moon... <laughs> and infects him with the techno-organic virus. As one so, does. Because he had it 
from before because Cable gave it to him. I guess. Right. I don't know. It's like all the all the techno organic. That's just... the part where I'm like, are you serious? Like the origin of the techno organic virus is itself. What? Yep. I don't know. It's like fucking that same thing where fucking Shatterstar is also like the I son don't... and also the father that... of his dad. Yes, I don't know. It's that shit. Anyway, so apparently part of how they solve this particular plot point is by saying Mr. Sinister created the techno-organic virus and got it to Apocalypse and the ship somehow. So that's a typical Marvel Comics solution, just adding Mr. Sinister into the mix and saying that he was somehow also responsible for all of this. I don't really know the full timeline of when each of those parts was introduced because it's in various comics over the years. And if you put them all together, I'm still not entirely sure the timeline makes any sense, but don't worry about it. X-Factor rescues him. They take him back to the ship. The ship keeps him alive by bonding with the metal that's being created by the virus. And then Sister Ascani shows up and takes Cable into the future to save his life. Of course. And when they get to the future... The ship's AI is part of Cable because it saved him. And that is Cable's fucking cube. Is that AI? Do you remember Cable's fucking cube on the show? Oh, wait. It's the AI from this ship? Yes. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? That was why I was like, Ryan, I have to tell you about the ship because it's the fucking cube. And so then the AI. We called her GLaDOS in that, too. Well, she was, he, do- he, he doesn't call her GLaDOS. No, I said we did. <laughs> I actually tried to look up if it was the same voice actress, but I couldn't figure it out. I think it is, though. I don't know, though. Well, anyway, who cares? in the comics, Cable doesn't have a cube. He just has, like, other shit, but he still has an AI that talks to him in some comics, and he calls the AI, the AI calls itself Professor, which is weird, because it's like Professor X, but I don't know why. Professor? I don't know why the the AI starts calling itself that. But anyway, it does. And then later, Cable creates this orbital space station called Gray Malkin, which is also controlled by the exact same AI. Well, okay, Gray Malkin is something. I think Gray Malkin eventually becomes Utopia or something. Yeah, it does. Well, don't worry. I'm going to tell you. So X-Force finds Gray Malkin and Cannibal recognizes the AI's voice as being from the ship. But the AI doesn't remember that anymore because it's like been permutated too many times. It's also a fucking computer. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up looking for Cable and then X-Force and S.H.I.E.L.D. fight and the ship initiates a self-destruct sequence basically to like get everybody to fucking stop but it doesn't end up completely destroying everything and then it cloaks itself until Magneto finds it and deactivates the AI and combines it with Shi'ar technology and Asteroid M tech to create Avalon which is what you're thinking of which is like another Magneto hideaway that ends up getting destroyed later and then the final appearance of the AI is Cable circling back using some of its technology to use in the creation of the Island Providence, which is in Cable and Deadpool in 2004. And then, so the AI kind of lives forever because it's like Cable's AI technology now. Yeah. But it was originally all these other things. Anyway, that's the ship. Now you know what that is. I'm glad that we know what the fucking ship is. I'm just glad that we finally know what Cable's Cube is. Because I mean, I can't believe that all came full circle. That was crazy. It's crazy. I'm really glad to have revealed that to you. I also, like, some of those comics I knew about, but I didn't realize it was the same AI. So that was kind of neat to, like, finally know that. I just, like, never put all that together. So I'm just kind of sad that Cable isn't picking up the Cube and being like, ship, talk to me. Well, Cable doesn't. 
I mean, I guess he knows it's the ship AI. So, wait, it's too bad that, like, Beast couldn't have, like, a sweet reunion with Cable coming back and being like, here's my cube, you know, and I don't know. And then Beast and Cable are suddenly dating in that scenario? That would I be thought, adorable. Well, I thought Beast was dating the cube. I don't know. Well, well, Beast is dating the cube, but at least in the comics, the cube is part of Cable's body. Oh, you know? right, right, right. Okay. Because it's, like, part you know, of his arm and stuff. So today's episode so far has been an episode that has made no sense that we've recapped, <laughs> and then politics that have made no sense, and then a fucking ship that's made no sense. Welcome Listen, to the Mutant Ages. Nothing makes sense today. I feel like the ship backstory actually helped me understand the episode, no lie. I was like, I finally think I understand what they were trying to do. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> but you also sat there, you read the... I don't know. It's do, like you wanna, those... do you want to rate the episode, speaking of which, are we going to give it a one? No, I'll know. give it like a two out of five X's. It's I like, guess I you guys don't... You do, really nobody funny. needs to watch this episode unless you enjoy Warren Worthington like we do, but that's really the only good or highlight. Or if you want to see Beast sobbing about okay, a computer. Actually, it's funny. I don't feel bad about it because it's just so fucking I weird. I feel bad laughing at it because I know it was supposed to be sad. Like, the episode is supposed to be intense and sad, but I was just like, this is just uh, fucking stupid I don't know. Shit. It was just like Warren and Apocalypse both monologuing at each other and me being like kind of bored as fuck except for Warren talked and I thought that was funny although you know i think i think i remember this episode when i was when i was younger and i watched it all the time i was like yay and then i watched it as an adult and i was like this is really fucking hard to watch <laughs> it is it's i it's hard to follow i mean the only way i was able to take notes on it and even in my notes there were chunks of it where i didn't know what was going no, on I, know, like, I also think all. that i might have like merged episodes together and thought i really thought this was also the episode where psylocke came in because no. I think in that episode, it also opens with Warren, like, walking among crates of artifacts. And so I thought that's what this well, was. Well, I'm glad that obsession is going to continue. By the way, this episode's called Obsession. That makes total sense. I, I mean, should we talk about who's gay? I think it's pretty obvious. The I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's Warren, Warren and Apocalypse together. <laughs> it it's Warren and Apocalypse, but, but the that's it. archaeologist There's nothing else gay about this. Okay, I know. Well, that's like a fan fiction that we wrote in this show today. I feel like it makes sense, though, now. Because like, it's now like... Now that I've come up with it, I'm like, that makes sense. They well, fucked. Then, the, yeah, oh, it's like they were fucking all the time. And so when he morphed it to Warren, it was like, No! <laughs> that actually makes the episode significantly more interesting than it actually is <laughs> which it's not but if you include that storyline it's way better suddenly and funnier and like I good mean, i don't know i hope wolverine and gambit like like got Make some up. got on got it on after like you know like a good fucking frustration out there like yeah, this is because, fucking like, stupid they're both frustrated with archangel and rogue respectively so they're just like let's fuck like, they're like fuck, nobody's paying fuck. attention to us nobody's letting no, us I do figured, what we want to do i just figured like at the end of the thing they're like they go home and gambit's like that was stupid along it's like i just need to fuck you so hard right now to get this shit out <laughs> that's what i imagined I think yeah. I'm just writing shit because I was like, well, There's what else happened? There's nothing in the episode that indicates it's them. There's I'm nothing f- in this episode, period. It's true. There's so no I guess plot. I'm saying Warren and Archangel, or Warren and Apocalypse. Oh my God, Warren and Archangel. <laughs> I mean, wait, yes. that's like, wait, that's actually more accurate. Warren and his Archangel and his self-hatred for himself <laughs> oh that he actually God. loves. 
Okay, yeah. Warren would want to be gay with himself, though. He would. Let's be though. real. I'm just screaming he into the microphone. Like, want I'm sorry. Rogue to turn into himself and then just fuck her. Or and then as also himself. Apocalypse to morph into Warren so he could fuck himself three times in a row. Oh my god. Awful. And then he like anyway, throws. Then he throws some clothes out. Yeah, but he's like, here, put these on, and it's like and the Gambit Archangel like, costume. Fucking doing this. Like this isn't even gonna be a hate fuck situation. I hate you too much even for that. Like. <laughs> I'm going to go fuck Wolverine. Anyway, good yeah. episode. Perfect episode. 10 out of 10. Do we have any reader mail? All right. So reader mail, we have an, uh, we have a, an email from Lyft asked saying that there's drivers needed. Oh, um, wow. Okay. And there's no actual reader mail except a tweet that I sent over to myself because somebody actually answered us about Garak on Twitter oh um, cool after i think after they listened to the episode and they had written uh-huh. um if you wanted to know who the purple man who fought rock was he is a marvel character named the high evolutionary he is in some way related oh, to wando yeah, and yeah, pietro's yeah. No, origins he does is, yeah. appear in the x-men cartoon episode titled family ties and like that's right oh, did we watch that one and no. like knew who he was or no no no, oh, no, no. We gone oh, to it no, okay that, you'll remember you will remember that one because it's fucking crazy and it's like no, i do remember it like family ties is such a familiar name i'm like that, that's, no, that's an episode we've that's seen, the right? fucking one with the cow lady that was like <gasps> do you know what i'm talking about yes okay <laughs> well we're gonna get to it i remember the high evolutionary though um i don't i just couldn't recognize him i guess in the context you of know, whatever the also fuck same was here because i know there. who the high evolutionary is as well and then they like try to like retranslate it into agents of shield but shittily um, oh boy yeah. fun yeah, is Garak f- in agents of shield no 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 just the high evolutionary was or like oh, some oh, form oh, of see, it agents of shield's actually really good now but the first couple seasons were just like fucking stupid i've tried to i've thought about like trying to watch it because i know it gets good but i would have to watch like two seasons of garbage <laughs> to get there <laughs> i know and you I'm just really like, do. do i care enough i don't know Someday it's like it's I like will. basically until ward is dead it's like so fucking annoying and then they're <laughs> like okay we'll just be an actual show now and i was like okay <laughs> I'm glad that we got this. I mean, the cast is fucking phenomenal, so it's like it's got that going for it. Yeah, um, but yeah. anyway, I'll probably, I'll probably watch it someday. I like putting stuff on in the background and like yeah. kind of half paying attention to it. It's probably but I think the that. High Evolution is more of an Avengers character than it really is an X Men character, which explains a lot why he would be related to wanda pietro because they're kind of a crossbreed okay so another thing in the x-men tas book that i've been reading is about how a lot of times they would do cameos but not say who the character was because they didn't actually have the rights to the name of the character but they could just draw somebody yeah and so i'm wondering if that garak episode was a situation where they were like throw a character in here doesn't matter who it is doesn't have to be accurate to a storyline just toss somebody in and maybe one of the artists or storyboard people was like i want to put the high evolutionary in here i like this character or whatever and they just tossed it in there so like that could be just as i would predict that would be the explanation on that one but i mean it's it's still a crazy situation but that explains who the fuck that is and i was really appreciative that somebody yeah i'm really glad somebody did you guys can always tweet at us and sometimes we'll read that on the show and also you can email us at the ages at gmail.com but sometimes when Mm -hmm. you guys uh tweet at us and i find that it's a, a good tweet or it explains stuff i'll read it on yeah, the air we can read on the show and our twitter is the mutant ages by the way are we already at plugs oh my I gosh so. we're making such good time all right so I... anyway uh i'm ryan and this is maddie welcome this is an episode of the mutant <laughs> oh, ages <no>! today <laughs> okay i am at mini myers on twitter i'm at ryan pagella and also you can go to our the mutant ages twitter as i said yep. and you could tweet at us and we respond tweet. 
Tweet, tweet, tweet. Also, we have a YouTube channel where we have Let's Plays of X-Men games, among oh! many other wonderful things. Okay, I just clapped directly into the microphone. So, importantly, we're doing a, uh, X- a Mutant Ages Christmas special, uh, or holiday special episode. Oh, yeah. But I, I can't say what it is. yet. No, it's not going to be out by the time this is out. No, by the time this is out. put it out, like, around Christmas time. Okay, Maddie, I'm trying to sell YouTube. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Atomic Blue Productions, because it's going to feature be Maddie and I we as some characters from because the X-Men. we're filming it tomorrow but yes. it's gonna be so good and we're using our vacation to make videos for you we're yeah, gonna yeah, make some yeah. more let's plays and we play x-men games we're playing them in order but we're also just gonna play a fan game that somebody sent to us a mutant ages fan yep. game and we're also gonna play some that. of the pc games coming up and i got my hands on the ti- one of the tiger x-men handheld games Ooh, which i've got really you know with a really bright light and two cameras but i've been playing it so much i've actually gotten pretty good at it because you could get good at those you type can. of games you just have to get good at hitting the button really fast at the right times yeah that's how you get good at yeah those yeah games. yeah and it's pretty funny because it's just cyclops running and like apocalypse appears above and shoots a laser and then sometimes juggernaut runs at you but wolverine mm-hmm. is on the it's like on the tiger is thing he- it's like is no. he in the game though? No, it's just Cyclops and Wolverine, but you only play as Cyclops, which is honestly That's disappointing. Stupid. But I guess they would have to do that because Cyclops has a projectile attack. But mm-hmm. anyway, so the point being on our YouTube channel is that we post our Let's Plays of us playing. Yeah, it's the Atomic Loop Productions YouTube channel because yeah. that's the name of our little media company. Yeah, we make other videos too that are not X-Men related, but Maddie and but I like... you're listening to this show, so you probably like There's the two X-Men. things that Maddie and I are, ex- are obsessed with, and that's X-Men and Resident Evil. And that's Resident pretty Evil, much yep. what the channel is, is us just doing know. that. It's sometimes Lately, vlogging. we've both been pretty obsessed with She-Ra too, but there's nothing on our channel to reflect <gasps> that. Oh yet. my god, we could do a She-Ra thing where you're like any of those characters, and I could be. I could just do a She-Ra thing where I cosplay every character, and then yeah. it, it's. And I'm just like, what's the guy? The ship, the ship guy. I can't remember. Oh, Seahawk. Seahawk. You would I'll... be a really funny Seahawk. I'd be I really Seahawk want you to do that costume. Hitting on all could. of your She-Ra characters, except they're all gay, so. <laughs> Poor Seahawk. Uh, we also have a Patreon for Atomic Blue Productions where you can kick us a buck and get some pretty cool rewards like bonus audio and video episodes of things and songs and it's good. I don't know. Check out the Patreon. And <laughs> we do see we have Facebook and Instagram and Tumblr and all those things for Atomic Blue that you can follow if you want to keep up with what's going on with us, which is a lot. And I think that's it. Did I do everything? You oh, did. Leave us an iTunes review and tell your friends about the show. Please. Yes, please do that. And if you really want to, if we want to keep plugging for a second, you could also go to my vlog channel and subscribe there because oh, Maddie, yeah. Maddie and I are taking time. We're taking a vacation, like a staycation right now, and I'm going to mm-hmm. film all of it. So you know, if you want to see us running around if you being see idiots, us hiking and, I don't and know, going on adventures around. and laughing at like home videos, then you know, go to Ryan TV. You can go. You can find out on the Atomic Blue Productions channel. It's um, there's like a little link over there. But because mm-hmm. if you try and go, you know, YouTube it in the search bar, it's much harder to find. But uh, it's called Ryan TV. It's it's there. You can find it on Atomic Blue Productions. You can find it on my Twitter. But mm-hmm. it's mostly most of the vlogs are just like me, Katie and Maddie running around doing stupid shit. So if you yeah, want to see us so not performing, there you go. And just being our wonderful selves. We are you can, great. You can check that yeah, out. Speaking of which, we need to end this because you need to come over. So, OK. Well, bye. Oh, goodbye, we'll everyone. You next time. I'm gonna go fuck Wolverine. As that's my okay, closer. Well, I like every single time that Maddie tries to close that. <laughs> I, like I literally keep on trying like, to close it. You'll going be like, to say it. I'm just gonna say, see you next time. See Ryan you next time. Say, <laughs> oh, now I said Wolverine. it. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, you have to do it this time. All right, I'll be like, see you next time. Gonna go fuck Wolverine. <laughs> Why would you do that, Maddie? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. He's yours. Anyway, bye. Bye. at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.